1: Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. We might have a little fun along the way. It's the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin
2: Williams Show. Programs that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today. It's always great to get together with you for a few minutes every week to talk about the issues that affect us in our country, our, our city, our community, and our state and our nation. Of course, right now, there's some tremendous issues going on, both uh, nationally and locally. Uh, a little bit later, I will be addressing... The continuing saga of uh, the National Football League as an institution, um, refusing to honor and respect our American flag and all of our American traditions, coming down on the side of um, you know a pathetic malcontent like Colin Kaepernick and um, his uh, declarations that America is an oppressive nation, um, and and the I would say the inspiring story of literally tens of millions of Americans that are letting their uh, feelings and desires to be known to the National Football League and to the sponsors of that organization and various sponsors of the various teams. So that's something that um, I think is going to go on for a while. We we'll get into that more a little bit later. But um, you, know, I am you know, certainly making my feelings known. I want to share, and I would want to encourage you to do the same thing. And we're going to talk about that that um, that situation later in our program, which I think is something that's it's really it's huge. It's something that's important to our society, and to our lives, and to our future. And it's very important that we engage in this battle and push back against those forces that would essentially attempt to eradicate, diminish, and ultimately eradicate our American flag and all the things that it stands for. Um, But right in a moment, we're going to be joined by Grant Malloy, who's, of course, the clerk of court and comptroller for Seminole County. There's some very dramatic and new news happening with his office right here in Seminole County. And we'll talk to Grant about that in just a second before we do though. I want to remind you that our program in, is sponsored by our friend, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain chiropractic and burnfatorlando.com. Just like all the programs that you hear um, are on FM 105 WRL, AM 660 uh, WRL and 1520 WBCW are is um. I'll let you know that Doctor Patrick Saint Germain has been voted best chiropractor for now five years in a row, and let you know that of course that when you're in pain, I urge you and encourage you to call Doctor Saint Germain at eight five five when in pain. Now let's go to Grant Malloy, Clerk of Court for Seminole County and Comptroller. Hello, Grant. Thank you for joining us this morning.
3: Hey, Roger. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, and thanks for covering local government.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a passion. It's kind of a niche that we've carved out with, with the help of you and and, and others, many others, and uh, just I'll say it once again, since you brought it up, you know, national. You know, it, obviously most people are drawn to national political events, and, and that's not a bad thing. It's good, but the thing I would always try to, but but oftentimes it's also at, at the exclusion of um, our being involved in our local uh, political uh, and governmental arena, and really um, on a day to day basis. It's our local politics and government and the decisions that are made there that affect us most directly in our everyday lives. And that's what our mission is: is to help people get more connected with their local government, um, you know, get have have more insight and uh, kind of get more of it, have uh, present an insightful um, forum where people can get to know their lo- local elected officials and get a little little information on little more information on what's happening at the local levels. And, of course, there's a lot happening with your office, as we've talked about regularly. The last um, time you were on, which was just, I think, maybe two weeks ago, you the new news was that in this ongoing saga, if you will, of the power, the turf battle, if you will, between your office and the Seminole County Commission, which I would characterize as, as, as them attempting to intrude upon your turf, if you will, in your attempts to serve the citizens, um, based on your constitutional mandate, um, they, uh, the city, uh, excuse me, the Seminole County government actually had filed a lawsuit against you and you were at your, your office and you were in the process of, of dealing with that. Can you, I know that there's been uh, dramatic recent developments. Can you bring us up to date?
3: Sure. Uh, and I think you summarized it quite well. Uh, it's quite remarkable that the the Seminole County Commissioners unanimously voted to sue, you know, the clerk and comptroller's office to sue another unit of local government, uh, especially on, on a case that, in my opinion, is frivolous. Uh, it's just quite remarkable. And if you look, they, they uh, to date uh, they have spent over fifteen thousand dollars to Gray Robinson and a, a law firm downtown Orlando to prepare for this legal battle. Fifteen thousand dollars. And this is a commission that just raised property taxes. You talk about how local government affects us. They just raised property taxes for you know, thousands of people in Seminole County. Um, it, it, it's quite remarkable the bad government we're getting here. And the, the other thing that's remarkable is they're suing me over something our office has done for 104 years. Uh, we handle the day-to-day oversight of uh, investments of county surplus funds. It has always been that way. It's that way throughout the state. It's that way in Orange County. It's that way in Lake County. Any county that has a comptroller's office, the comptroller is, is basically the, the chief financial officer that, you know, does the day-to-day management of, of the money. And the Simmel County is, is basically saying, oh, oh we're going to pass this rule, and you just rubber stamp whatever we tell you. And we're going to hire this company to do your job for you. And we're mad because you didn't do what we told you to do in March, which is in the lawsuit. It's it's item C. And all this is on my seminal Facebook page. And if you look at what they told me to do, it was a bad idea. This is why checks and balances are important. Um, If we had done what they ordered me to do in March, we would not have made as much money on investments as we did. And there would have been large book value losses on the investments as well. So our office is doing a great job. uh, We're going to generate $4 million extra in interest revenue per year for taxpayers. And for the county commission to spend thousands uh, suing an office that's doing a good job is just quite remarkable. It it doesn't make any sense. But the good news and the update was uh, on Monday I was at the Florida Court Clerks and Comptrollers Board of Directors meeting, and they voted unanimously to uh, help Seminole County out with legal counsel, with, with uh, funding our defense. They see this as an issue of statewide importance. Clerks and comptrollers across the state uh, look at this lawsuit, and they, they just scratch their heads, and they say, what's your commissioner's thinking? They can't do this. I say, I know. Um, they seem to be getting some bad advice. So the, the great news is across the, this will help out us as taxpayers in Seminole County because uh, the clerk and comptrollers will – pick up a large chunk of the legal fees, and we'll help defend our office. And I believe we'll be victorious, and and uh, we'll get back to doing what we should be. Instead of wasting time uh, dealing with county trauma, let's do our job and, and help the people of Simo County.
2: And so thanks for bringing us up to date on that development. And what um, is the next step now?
3: Well, uh, the, the attorneys are going to prepare a response uh, to their lawsuit. And eventually, you know, this would go in front of a judge to decide. It's, it's pretty clear either the clerk and comptroller is an independent uh, part of a county government that has constitutional and legal responsibilities, which we believe we are, or we're not. And I think the judge will rule in our favor. Uh, this might be something that does get appealed. It might go to the state Supreme Court because it is an issue of, of statewide importance, um, but the uh, you know they're the ones that sued me. So right now, we're just preparing, you know, our answers, and we've laid out a, a very sound explanation of why the clerk and comptroller uh, has certain responsibilities under state law and state constitution. Those are on my Facebook page if you want to look. There's a seven-page legal uh, 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 written letter by uh, the clerk's attorney, which lays out what the county's doing it is not. Good policy is not legal. And even though they saw that, they, they didn't seem to mind. But we're mounting a defense, uh, and we believe we'll be victorious. Uh, the other thing that's weird about this thing is after the county sues me, uh, you know, one of the lower level employees starts sending me these emails. He wants to meet, you know, out of the sunshine, one on one and private and work things out. And that just smells fishy. You know, I'm not going to do, do that. So I said, well, if you want to come. Talk to my staff. Um, We'll 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 hear from you. All it has to be alone, one on one. It's (laughs) like it's a game from the county. I I don't quite understand what they're trying to do, other than it appears to be just a major power grab. And it's bad government because this is a waste of money. Uh, Taxpayers get hit with both sides' legal bills, and instead of us doing our job, we have to waste you know dozens of hours uh, dealing with this nonsense from the county. You know, there's a lot of other things we should be doing to improve our office to improve performance for the citizens. And thanks to the county commissioners, they like to keep throwing monkey wrenches into this uh, process of local government.
2: Pretty amazing. Uh, Thank you for being here to keep us up to date on um, just this this drama continues to unfold. And, you know, know, it's a good thing that it's great to hear the news that uh, your fellow uh, clerks of court around the state are going to be there to to back you up and assist you because obviously – you know, this is something that would have implica- could could possibly have implications for for all of them um, in the sixty seven counties or sixty five counties across Florida.
3: Exactly, and and also it really goes beyond even clerks and comptrollers. It, it crosses, you know, the sheriff's association is concerned with the encroachment of county government and to their re- responsibilities, and you know, tax collectors are concerned. There, the county government is structured differently, and, and there are all these checks and balances and divisions that are built into county government, and most county commissioners don't like that, and they, they want to consolidate and take over power, and when that happens, then, then there's no oversight, and you got the fox guarding the henhouse. If you let the commissioners take over, control the checkbook, control the savings, then they're in, you know, there's no separation of powers there. So it's a very important process to keep. If you look at the, the handful of counties that have eliminated comptrollers, you find much bigger government, higher property taxes, a lot more waste, fraud, and abuse. So, you know, years ago, the the, the county tried to get rid of the comptroller, and the people voted against it. And uh, they need to respect that and, you know, let's, let us do our job. We're uh, making more money for, for the county and than has and been made in years, and we're doing a great job. So... You know, I I hopefully, you know, it'd be nice to see them just dismiss this and say, oh, we made a mistake and, you know, work with me as opposed to, you know, wasting time and tax dollars on a lawsuit. So they need to focus on their job and and not try to do my job, would be the summation. But if people want to see, you know, the details, it's all on my Facebook Grant Malloy, Simile County Clerk and Comptroller page. And we do put uh, investment reports, other information on our clerk website which is seminalclerk.org. So those are sources of info if people would like to look for themselves and, and check that out. So I appreciate let's, let's, you letting me do that update.
2: We're up on our break. Thank, thank you for uh, joining us with that update, and we'll continue to follow all of the developments.
3: Thank you, Roger.
2: And it's Grant Malloy, clerk of court, comptroller for Seminole County. We'll be, take a quick break, and we'll be right back on the Roger Frank and Williams
1: Show. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my...
2: Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you today. and hope you're enjoying the program. In fact, today, I think we'll have a... will be an interesting mix, if you will, of local politics and national, um, I guess, news. I wouldn't necessarily call it politics, but uh, certainly this whole NFL... uh, flag issue nfl disrespecting the flag as an institution um is a huge issue in our in our country in our society um and i and i think it's important to address it i absolutely want you to know my feelings i want to make my feelings 100 percent clear and um hopefully i've been already doing that already for over a year since uh, kaepernick started uh kneeling for the national anthem uh, last season and um want to encourage you and urge you to keep what you're doing because I know many of you who listen to this program are out there um, you know just like just like the Minutemen, just like the founders, doing whatever you can in your own, under your own efforts, not looking for direction, not waiting for orders, just uh, getting out there and pushing back against the National Football League against those who are disrespecting our country and you're doing a phenomenal job whether it's on social media whether it's uh, on a you know, old school efforts like calling sponsors or or whatever. And, um, you know, this is going to be an ongoing battle. It's I think it's just a huge battle in the ongoing culture wars, which are, uh, you know, which basically is just um, a battle, you know, um, between the forces, the left who want to tear down, though, the incredible country and society that we have had for about 240 years plus, actually, even going back before our country was, was founded uh, over here on the North American continent, um, based on traditional values, starting with the, 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 the truth, the absolute truth that our rights come from God, that, that all men have individual, distinct, inherent liberty, individual rights, bec- that which are endowed by their Creator, that are endowed by God. Uh, governments don't bestow rights; God bestowed them. We we got it from from God. The purpose um, in our country is for government to protect our rights, not to um, doesn't even have the power to give us our rights, um, but certainly it can it can certainly uh, work hard and, and 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 take them away or inhibit them. And that's basically the um, that's basically a, a one sentence uh, definition of human of human history <laughs> throughout the world. So. Anyway, my point is we're involved in this ongoing culture war, there's another way to put it, between the left that wants to tear down all the fundamental structures that built our wonderful country, whether it's uh, belief in God, respect for the authority of God. As Alan Keyes said so uh, brilliantly, um, we, uh, our rights must be exercised with the knowledge that our rights come from God and must be exercised with the respect for the authority of God, that's building block number one, and that's the one they've been, you know, really going at uh, hard for at least fifty or sixty years now, um, and sadly having quite a bit of success with it. Um, now they want to, uh, now they want to tear down statues. Now they want to want to destroy all the wonderful, the, our 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 iconic figures that the the men and women who whose work and whose heroism. Uh, literally led to the birth of the country and the success of it over these many years. And now they're after the flag <laughs> um, and and many other things as well. So it's important for us to know that this battle is going on, and it's important for us to engage in it. And that's what I'm attempting to do in my small sphere, and that's what I encourage you to do in, in your sphere as well. Before we go further, I, of course, want to remind you that our program is sponsored and supported by our friends over at Sheila Auto Repair. And want will let you know that if your car, truck, SUV, any other kind of vehicle, um, if you need service or if you have a problem, of course, certainly, that I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. In fact, that's where I take my car. And they're located at 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail in Apopka. And so that's what we'll talk about um, you know, on the show right now I want to share with you and Talk to you about is this ongoing saga, and share a few very very basic, um, you know, fundamental elements of it. And the first thing I want to—it's even hard to know where to start. Let me let me start here. I mean, you know, this the, this whole issue has really escalated when uh, President Trump got involved, made his feelings known on one, made his feelings know that he was going to respect that he was going to defend the flag, he was going to defend the country and defend America, and as part of that, as he does, as his style, which got him elected in the first place, isn't just going to passively stand up or, um, and, 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 and defend the flag with a few statements. He's going to push back against uh, those that are disrespecting the country. And he's going to push back against them verbally on 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 with his various communication devices, which includes Twitter. And I'll share with you, uh, some people, even Trump supporters, are not thrilled with with um, with President Trump's messages on Twitter. I think they're great. I think it's a big part of his personality. It's a big part of who he is. I would say it's a big part of his success. Something new, something different. And I would suggest that he's way ahead of the curve on this because he it allows him to control the debate. And it allows him to say whatever he wants to say and it allows him to to call out and to uh, people that aren't doing what they should be doing, if you will, or who are trying to thwart him and his agenda or the agenda of the United States. Now, some people are saying, well, you know, well, the, basically the 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 disrespecters, if you will, um, are saying, well, Trump shouldn't have gotten involved in this. Absolutely should have got involved in it. That's his job. That's Trump's job. President Trump's job is to defend the flag and defend the country. Um, and um, in his own uh, style, he's chosen to to criticize harshly those who are kneeling, doing black power salutes, whatever they're doing to disrespect the flag. That's I, I applaud him one million percent on that. That's exactly what he should be doing. That's the kind of leadership I want my president to exercise. And let let's be clear a bit about this too. And many of us, um, probably every single person that listens to this show knows this. Other than Reagan. We have, there hasn't been a Republican president that have even touched this issue in our lifetime. So, I mean, that's, that uh, once again speaks volumes, and I'm thrilled that Trump is involved in this, engaged on it. And, and you know, let's just uh, – any of the over other recent Republican presidents would, would have just turned the other way, turned a blind eye, not gotten involved in it at all. I'm glad Trump's engaged in it. I'm glad that he's leading the fight to push back against it, and and I would suggest this is something that's isn't just some message on Twitter. I um, strongly suspect, in fact, there was some evidence of it already that President Trump, others, um, are going to be leading an effort to begin to take a hard look at the tax exemptions that the National Football League enjoys. Which generate allows them to generate hundreds of millions of dollars that a, a competitive free market business would not be allowed to to um, to generate. Uh, I suspect that the, the the government, if you will, Congress, the Senate, the executive rank, the pre- president, will be taking a hard look at the fact that the National Football League is a monopoly. A monopoly. They enjoy a special status uh, that was you know because. Um, That that was granted by 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 Congress and the government, uh, which allow them to operate essentially as as a monopoly. Um, They give them favorable treatment that just a regular business uh, would not be able to enjoy uh, or or, or engage in, and that allows them once again to have a to have just a dominance, have dominance in their field, and uh, once again results in hundreds of millions of dollars. So the pushback is going to be dramatic. It's going to be powerful. It's already beginning to have effect because the the n f l commissioner, the hollow soulless uh, man Roger Goodell, whose incredible lack of integrity and leadership has has helped to escalate this situation, has already starting to fold uh starting already to send messages that um they do not support the the players um in their in their efforts to disrespect america so um even though it's an incredibly feeble effort um but the point is it's a signal that nfl leadership at least is starting to cave and the president and americans <laughs> all of us who who respect our flag respect everything that represents are winning this battle just in a short um shorthand i suspect but i suspect this isn't going to go away anytime soon i suspect there's going to be tremendous pushback on it because and i'll get into that in just a moment but i'll just uh, briefly hit it is that first of all the the n f l as an organization has shown how feckless and how powerless they are and and how i guess they're essentially are are at the mercy of of the players at this point you know this is certainly a is literally a case now where a major institution, the national football League that up to this point was always synonymous. With red, white, and blue, uh, America, with, with mom, apple pie, uh, Chevrolet, and the United States of America, the American flag, now has, has, through their own ineptitude and lack of integrity, broken with that. They've now placed them aside on the cultural left as an institution, on the side of political correctness, on the side of Colin Kaepernick, wearing his pro-Castro T-shirt, and uh, you know talking about America being an oppressive nation that 's where the n f l has positioned themselves on his side on the side of the people that that overtly disrespect america uh dishonor the national anthem dishonor the flag and uh, so they're they 're going have they 're going have a hard time um well well the, the, the league as an institution i would say most likely might will never be the same um now but my point is that goodell roger goodell who 's the n f l commissioner the owners are so feckless and have such an incredible lack of leadership, which they've demonstrated. The players are controlling this debate now, the radical players. And one thing that, as we go to break, I'll hit and I'll elaborate more when we come back, is that, and I've got some particular insight on that, in that the the, the head of the NFL Players Association, Demoris Smith, is uh, heavily connected to the Democrat Party. He has been, he's a Washington attorney. I've actually interviewed him on on, on another show that I do. And um, thanks to Mike McBath. Mike McBath helped to set that up, um, who you hear with the, on the American Adversaries with Chris. Uh, but um, so I'm, so in my preparations for that interview, which was several years ago, got to learn quite a bit about Demora Smith, who most people probably never heard of at this point, who was the leader of the National Football Players Association. He, um... Is I would say a staunch, I don't know if radical would be the right word, but he is a staunch player in the political arena, and he's a staunch liberal, he's a staunch Democrat. He's got close ties to to, uh, former President Obama. So this guy knows how to engage in political battles, and I don't think the players are just going to roll over. So my point is, I think this is going to continue to escalate, and who knows where it's going to go, other than I think it's going to go into a very disadvantageous place for the National Football League. Um, we'll talk, pick it up and talk about uh, this issue more when we come back from our break. Listen to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us.
0: And this is my tale. Your home and away voice of the Apopka Blue Darters. Your hometown station, 1520 WPCW.
4: news. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Harford County, Maryland, sheriff's officials say three people have been killed, two others wounded during a shooting in an office park in the community of Edgewood. The shooter is still believed to be at large. Attorney General Jeff Sessions defending the Trump administration's travel ban as an important tool in the fight against terrorism. In an opening statement before the Senate Judiciary Committee this morning on Capitol Hill, Sessions said, quote, the order is lawful, necessary, and we are proud to... Defend it. The president says a congresswoman fabricated an account of his telling the widow of a soldier killed in an ambush in Niger that her husband, quote, knew what he signed up for. The president said it's simply not true. Ford says it's issuing a recall of about 1.3 million 2015 through 17 F 150 and 2017 super duty vehicles in North America because of a potential problem with the doors. This is SRN News.
1: Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. News, views, and interviews, important to you. And now, here's Roger. And this is my time. Welcome back
2: to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. we talking about some very serious issues on the program today, and I'm glad you're joining us. It was great, first of all, to catch up again with Grant Malloy, comptroller, and the clerk of court for Seminole County. And, you know, it, it's, we are paying close attention to, to you know, his office and the things that are happening there for a variety of reasons, hopefully, which are pretty obvious. But um, first of all, you know, I've supported Grant from his literally very first days in the political arena back when he first uh, ran as an independent outsider for the Central County Commission back in the late 90s and was able to win that race in a huge upset. In fact, I served as a a consultant for him, an advisor on that campaign, in addition to doing other things to be a part of his team Uh, successful team and and have really observed his career very closely and I think he's really had a very interesting and I would say even extraordinary career in the political arena. Now, of course, um, being as local politics, being what it is, doesn't get a lot of coverage, so I don't know how many people really are aware of that. I know people that follow it closely are very aware of of kind of the identity that Grant has carved out uh, as an outsider, uh, not only being able to, to get elected as an independent outsider to significant public offices in Seminole County, two terms on the county commission. Now, the very powerful position, low, low profile, but powerful and influential position of as clerk of court and comptroller. And the thing I would say about Grant that is so refreshing is that unlike many, I would say most, virtually all, um, um, people who get elected office as independent outsiders, uh, he has not changed. He has not uh, adapted to the system. He has not joined the the club, if you will. He has not uh, joined, decided to join the local swamp, if you will. He's remained a voice, of, as an independent outsider, a voice. He's, he's remained focused and clearly focused on his role of serving the citizens and using the authority of his various offices to to assist the citizens and, and be a representative and advocate for citizens. Um, so anyway, those, those are a few things that, um, in case anybody's wondering why we talk to Grant so much, that's a little insight there and of course many of you are aware of um, you know the fact that we've covered Grant very closely over for almost twenty years now, um, but of course we have new listeners listening all the time. And also before we leave that topic, what's happening in this 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 little battle here, or maybe not so little, uh, between the Simone County Commission and the Clerk's Office in Seminole County is very significant. And it gives great insight into the the real world functioning of how government operates, not what you read and you learn in civics class or we learn in civic class or didn't learn, oh, not what is it's thrown up on the playbook, not what you might learn in college or whatever, but the actual real world, the way that government operates, which as we all, as many of us know, is often so different than really you know, the intended effect of, of government um, should operate. And there's always a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, uh, turf battles, power, greed, all these kinds of things, personality clashes that affect the way that that that, you know, government uh, is handled. Um, and I, you know, I would just as we leave this topic, go back to the NFL flag issue. I would just say there's a, a great quote by Thomas Jefferson. Once again, that sums it all up. You've heard me say it many times. And it's just it's abso- it's just absolute truth. It's just incredible. It's the incredibly prescient. Is is and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but Thomas Jefferson said the natural order of things is for the power of government to expand and for the rights of citizens to recede, and that's just so true. Anytime we look at any governmental entity, it's um, you know, it's like this huge organism that's just this, this starving organism that's just growing and, and spreading itself and invading, and um, and usually what's being invaded are, are the rights of citizens. So, and we're sitting a little, we're getting a little little you know case study of that over in Central County right now, and we'll continue to follow it and keep you updated. Now back to the American flag issue. Um want to once again as we start the segment lay out exactly where I stand. Once again want to be one million percent clear. I absolutely deplore the effort of started by Colin Kaepernick, now joined by, you know, others, other NFL players, joined literally by the owners of virtually all teams, especially in Jacksonville, joined officially by the National Football League to sanction Uh, Over respect, disrespect of our American flag, old glory um, of our national anthem, that incredibly inspirational, beautifully written song anthem for our country. Um, And and so I deplore those efforts. I'm pushing back every way that I can. uh, And I encourage you to do so as well. I encourage all patriotic Americans to do so as well. And just from from an, an observational point of view. I don't think this is something that's going to end too soon. I think it's going to, I think it's going to escalate even from where it is now. Uh, but I, I, I definitely do think, and largely thankfully to the leadership of, of Donald Trump as president, I, I think our side is going to prevail on this. And I definitely think where it's headed um, when it's, when, when it's all said and done, when all the bodies are counted, if you will, and hopefully it won't, won't escalate into actual violence, um, which I wouldn't be shocked if ultimately it did. I hate to even say that. Um, is, is that it's going to be a huge, massive loss for the National Football League as an organization, as an institution. Um, on the per- peripheral side, I, you know, I, I just know, because I kind of went with, through this with Major League Baseball in 1994 when I left Major League Baseball and really have never really returned, um, certainly not to be a passionate fan like I was for all my life prior to that, is they're going to lose millions of, 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 of dedicated, faithful uh, fans. And they're going to lose, that's going to result in losing sponsors. It's going to result in the sponsors losing mil, hundreds of millions of dollars. They lost $200 million last year just because of Kaepernick alone. <laughs> just, just think what this is going to do. Um, so they're going to lose respect. They're going to lose passion. It's going to be a huge, uh, on the periphery, that, that's the, that's the best-case scenario for the NFL. Um, if all of us continue to stay engaged and, and follow our hearts and, 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 follow, and put our country, put the USA ahead of uh, and above the, the NFL, which I know many of us, millions, tens of millions of us, maybe hundred million or, or more are going to do. But I also think it is, is Trump is not playing with these guys. He's not messing around. And the National Football League, and many fans don't even realize this, they, they don't care about it. Who cares? All they care about, you know, all you want from National Football League is, is to play football. And I get that. But the National Football League as an institu as an organization, has incredibly favored status uh, Legally, uh, you know, it's got incredible kind of tax breaks granted by the government. It's allowed by the government to operate as a monopoly, which just a traditional business cannot do. the The government of the United States of America has literally changed the rules of how a business should operate, be taxed, be regulated, all these things. To give the National Football League a special status, and a part of that was because of the assumption that hey, in the NFL—it's just—it's part of traditional America. It's mom pie, apple pie, and the National Football League, football on Sunday afternoon. Um, you know, what a great organization, football, America's America's game, uh, all these things. Well, they've they've voluntarily chosen to to leave that that status. They've voluntarily chosen to disrespect America as an institution. To, uh, to give a forum for a bunch of mal, uh, ignorant malcontents, um, ungrateful, unpatriotic uh, malcontents. And, and so my, my point is, when Trump says he's going to take a hard look at some of these, disfavored uh, this favorite status that the NFL has, their favorite uh, tax status that they have, I think he's serious. <laughs> and, and, and once that kicks in, um, it could take the whole organization out. <laughs> they, they, that that could literally it, you start to change these favored laws you start to to change the structure where they're no longer a monopoly where they no longer have these massive tax tax breaks that they have um where communities no longer uh kick in hundreds of millions of dollars to build stadiums for them uh private owned uh company owned teams that 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 could damage n f l in a way that that literally Literally, you know, destroys the league or, or at least fundamentally changes them and opens the door for a whole other competitive league. So I think this is going, um, this is something that's going to continue to be an ongoing um, situation. Now, hopefully, in a way, hopefully um, it won't be, but I'm just telling you what, what I, the way I see it. And, and before we go to break, I do want to go back to another reason I feel this way is, okay, Trump is pushing back hard. He's got the support of, of hundreds of millions of Americans. And and, and and that's that's what's happening now. That's a very positive thing it's gratifying to see it unfold. Uh, people boycotting the NFL, not watching it, you know, going, finding actually better things to do. I stopped watching it, as you know, uh, when they blacklisted Tim Tebow. So, and I haven't missed it a bit. Th- thankfully, I've got a pop blue daughter football to follow, <laughs> which is infinitely more enjoyable anyway. Um, and by the way, they, they do honor and respect the flag in America. Like in they carry the flag out with them. Um, the, the guy carrying the flag, a player leads the team out onto the field every game. But, um, but I think I think the the players are emboldened, and I think they're going to continue to push back as well. And there's no telling what they're going to come up with next, because um, it, part of the behind the scenes story is that uh, you know the, the the leader of the NFL Players Association, DeMorris Smith, his background is as being a, a active politically, um, you know, being a fundraiser, being a supporter, uh, being active on issues for liberal issues. In Washington D.C. and having uh, strong political connections, he was he was a strong supporter of former President Barack Obama. So I think uh, he, this is a guy who who is confrontational, uh, who is who has the, the capacity to be combative. He sees that as his role as a union leader, of course. And there's no telling what he's going to going to push back with. And uh, so it's just going to be interesting to see how this all unfolds. And um, but I think the the important thing is for us to. Continue us, we patriotic Americans who who revere and respect and love our country, who love the flag that, that represents all that's good about our country, all of our ideals, love our other wonderful institutions such as the United States military, understand and respect and believe in our Constitution, have reverence for our Declaration of Independence, have respect for our judicial system, which is unlike any other country in the world, is based on the concept that you're innocent until proven guilty. That's another thing the flag represents. Certainly don't have that in Cuba, the country that that Kaepernick supports and loves. Um, So anyway, quickly before we go to break, once again, another development about Colin Kaepernick. It's it's been learned now that his foundation donated $25,000 to a convicted cop killer. Not an accused cop killer, um, a convicted cop killer. That's who Colin Kaepernick supports. That's what he's engaged in, and and this is up and this is who these players that are kneeling, and disrespecting are, are are following. That that that's the side they're on. That's the side the NFL as an institution is on. That's those are the battle lines here. Anyway, we'll be right back in just a moment.
1: Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Central Florida's connection to news, views, and interviews. Important to you. And this is my time. And now, back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back
2: to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Good to be with you. Talking about important stuff here, and we're glad that you're here joining us. Hope you enjoyed, uh, were able to hear and enjoy the first segment with Grant Malloy, Comptroller, Clerk of Court in Seminole County. And um giving us his update, also we're talking right now. I'm sharing with you my thoughts on the the issue of the of the of first of all Colin Kaepernick, then a few other malcontent players uh you know um supporting his efforts to disrespect dishonor america uh and then of course, the National Football League as an institution, and all of the teams sanctioning this pathetic behavior. And placing them the, the, their, themselves on the side of the of Colin Kaepernick, uh, his pro Castro sentiment, his his pro convicted cop killer sentiment, um, and in you know, their efforts to disrespect America, and the efforts of of first of all, hundreds of millions of Americans to push back, let our feelings be known. I'm using this forum. I know many of you use your forums, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter. Whether it's picking up the phone and calling, whether it's just not watching the games, um, whether it's telling your next door neighbor, um, that's America. That's that's it, it's it's one of the, the positive things about this is it's gratifying to see just the incredible way that people have rallied around the flag and rallied around the country and have, have drawn a line in the sand and said, "Okay, you right, you did this. You tore down this statue. You 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 you, you, you know you, you did this. You." Um, have 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 changed uh, misinterpreted the first amendment in terms of religious freedom you did this you did that you did this you you're okay you're not going any further <laughs> this is where we draw the line this is where we start to push back and push back hard and uh, that's what I'm doing and that's what you're doing and I think it's a beautiful thing just be prepared for an intense battle that's what that's that's a big part of what I'm saying today because I don't think the, the other side's just going to roll over <laughs> and, and and go away um but in in this final segment I just want to share with you my specific thoughts on it now um, and, and the rationale. But I um, do want to, before we go further, let you know, of course, about uh, our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and let you know that, that if you've got garage door problems, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. They Florida Door Solutions carries all the best names and brands in the garage door industry, and they have both a commercial division and a residential division, they can serve any of your garage door needs, whether it's service and repair or if you need a whole new garage door for your home or for your business. They also, um, some of their customer lists commercially include some of the top businesses in Central Florida. So when you have garage door problems, any kind of garage door problem, I urge you it suggests that you call our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. I've called them several times, uh, and, and um, I know many other people uh, have as well. And it's, and you can get them at com. That's flador.com, um, or That's their website, or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR, 866-FLA-DOOR. Now, I want to um, make a couple things very clear, too. And this is a point I think that's being lost well, actually, actually, the the players' side of things, the malcontent side, is trying to trying to obscure. Is well, let's just start at the top, okay? Colin Kaepernick, uh, second string NFL quarterback, second rate, started to kneel for the national anthem over a year ago, and uh, you know when he was asked about that, uh, ultimately he had a press conference where he was wearing a. A Fidel Castro T-shirt, a supportive, a pro Fidel Castro T-shirt, and he made comments to the effect that America is an oppressive, racist nation, and he's not going to respect the flag of of a, of a racist, oppressive nation. That that's, that's that's the mission. That that's the statement. That's where this all started. Though, so obviously, anybody who's following his lead, obviously is is supportive of, 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 the, of that viewpoint. And now that now they're they, now that they see that they're losing the battle, they're trying to obscure that. And say, oh, we're just we're just um, engaging in a peaceful protest to to express our constitutional rights, our First Amendment rights, and and we're not disrespecting the flag. We're not disrespecting the country. Absolutely, okay. when, When you disrespect the flag and you dishonor the country and the national anthem, what are you doing? You're disrespecting the flag, and you're dishonoring the country and the national anthem, and everything that the flag and the national anthem represents, which includes but is not limited to, but includes our Constitution. Which, which gives you the right to do that, which virtually no other country in the world would allow you to, especially not not Castro's Cuba, but, um, and Kaepernick may or may not be too ignorant to understand that, um, but um, you, you're disrespecting the United States military, you're respect, disrespecting all the cherished ideals that we have as a country, that's what you're doing, and yes, so don't say, no, we're not disrespecting the flag, yes, you are. Don't say, no, we're not disrespecting the military, yes, you are. Um, now, but the point that I would make is certainly they have the right to disrespect the flag. They've got the right to make uh, you know, all of their you know, their anti-Trump feelings known uh, if they have specific issues that cause them to, to be less than loyal or feel less than good about America. They have a, a chance to address all of those issues if, if they're concerned with, with a perceived problem with racism, if they're concerned about police brutality or excessive police violence against um, African-American men, you know, which I've heard that. Um, they have all kinds of forums to address that. There's an infinite number of forums to address it. They can disrespect the flag on their own time. The issue here is you don't have the right to wear your employer's uniform and use your employer's forum to to do things like to do any kind of political activity uh, or, or, or this kind of thing that that is injurious to your organization and to your employer that's the point i'm making um, and this is why i you know have, have my efforts are, are largely largely geared towards pushing against the national football league that's why i'm not watching them that's why i'm encouraging everybody i know not to watch them or patronize their sponsors because yeah, the individual players, they've got the right to do virtually anything they want to do that's, that's nonviolent. They don't have the right to do it wearing an NFL uniform um, and using the platform of the National Football League um, on, on worldwide television. That's the point I'm making. Um, hey, if they want to disrespect the flag, do it after the game's over. Do it before the game start. Do it Monday through Friday on their own time. Um, and I just want to be clear about that. And I also want to be clear that, um, you know, I, that I, I, I don't think it's... A good idea. Well, I don't. I don't think it's good. I, I would be opposed to compelling people to stand for the flag. You know, that that kind of defeats the whole purpose. So, this, the point that I want to have make clear in all this is: is I understand they have a right. Anybody has a right not to stand for the flag. To to I guess disrespect the flag in the country nonviolently in their own ways, but they do not have the right to do it uh, wearing their your employer's. Um, uniform but on, on on the clock, if you will, um, and to use their employer's forum, especially the National Football League, to, to 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 you know express this disrespect. And and then and another point I want to make along these lines. So so my efforts are geared largely to to calling out, pushing back against, opposing the national football as an institution because they have allowed this to get out of hand. They could have solved this problem internally without this incredible spectacle that we've got now. And then the other point I want to make too is that I'm not 100 percent sure that a lot of these players even understand what they're doing. You know, it it, it it became a. You know, I think Jamel Holloway, the ESPN reporter who actually used to work for the of Sentinel, has been a leader in this. Uh, she obviously has a, has uh, you know revealed uh, extremist political views. She um, referred to made a public comment over Twitter that President Trump is a white is a quote white supremacist, which you know is it's it's just you know ridiculous. To the, and absurd to the point of being completely non credible, and the point I would make about that is you know pretty much any legitimate journalist would lose all credibility for a statement like that, so and that 's kind of where we are now with the new left um, getting its its tentacles entrenched certain well taken over the mainstream media, but really getting getting their, their tentacles entrenched in, into our society is I would say even ten years ago. Even for the for the lame stream media, if somebody would come out and make a comment like that, they would lose all credibility. They would be laughed at at their job. Now people just accept it and and, and go right along with it. You know, it probably it'll help her in her career to go around saying you know outrageous, making those kinds of outrageous, um, incredible statements. It, 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 not non professional, and oh by the way, which are, has the, the potential to be incredibly divisive. But my, but here as we wrap things up, my point is. I think a lot of these players are just going with the flow. It's become like a, it's become a trend now. It's become like the hip, trendy thing to do in the National Football League to disrespect the flag, to participate in these protests while wearing their uniform, uh, while having their forum of uh, you know, worldwide television paid for by the owners and by the National Football League. It, it actually ultimately paid more by the fans who who, who who drive the whole engine. And I, I don't even think they even many of them even understand what they're doing or why they're doing it. Because as I said before, many of them now are saying, and it really escalated after President Trump called them out, and uh, you know, took a bold stand to respect America and respect our flag, and um, which is exactly his job, and I'm so proud of him for doing it. Well, many of them said, "Well, we're going to well, now we're going to kneel because we don't like Trump." Okay. Well, no, no, that's, you, you've got an infinite number in this country, thanks to our Constitution, thanks to the flag, uh, our Constitution, which the flag represents. You have an infinite way, number of ways to to express your political opposition to a president. Infinite number of ways. Disrespectful, the whole nine yards. So there, there, there's literally hundreds of millions of ways they could have dis, they could have pushed back against President Trump. They could have they could have um, responded w- without disrespecting the flag. And so, and then you now I hear virtually nothing about the original uh, comments that Kaepernick ever even came up with. So this thing's taken on a life of its own. Um, I want everybody to know that I stand firmly with this, with respecting the flag. I stand firmly against those that are disrespecting it. I think that – and I stand firmly against the National Football League. And at this point, I stand firmly against anybody who's supporting – any of their sponsors that are supporting them. Um, so that pretty much sums it up for me. Certainly these players have a right to express their political dissent, which would include disrespecting the flag, the anthem, President Trump – the whole nine yards, um, but they they have a right to do it on their own time. They do not have a right to do it uh, under the guise of the National Football League using the platform of the National Football League. And I and I you know passionately oppose the National Football League for allowing them and taking the side of Colin Kaepernick over to the United States of America. Have a great day.